0: from the heart of a magical kingdom to the edge of a world of the future. This may sound like the start of some other show, but it's really just Another Crappy Podcast. Park Hopping Podcast number 40. Celebrating 10 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is Another Crappy Podcast Production. Hi there, this is Alan from DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 40, the podcast that proves pretty much anyone can have that Brian Summer guy do them a show intro. Hey, I kid because I care. A special thank you goes out to Brian Summer, the official, unofficial voice of Disney podcasts everywhere, as well as the extinct attraction club and some answering machine at Disneyland. He was terribly sorry to inform me that he wouldn't be able to fulfill my request for an audio clip to start my show with, due to the volume of requests he was getting from other podcasters. And he mentioned that even if he did have time to help out those brilliantly creative folks who entertain millions each week, he wouldn't be able to record any audio without the expressed and consent of his agent. He apologized for letting me down and hoped it didn't spoil any plans I had to continue my work. So, if you're wondering why I haven't had a show in a couple of uh, months, it's um, Brian's fault. So, uh, thanks for uh, nothing, Brian Summer, of uh, Brian Summer, spelled S O M M E R, uh, dot com, uh, I think. <laughs> Hey there, this is Alan. Sorry to interrupt my own podcast, but I did want to make a little note here. What you're listening to is a podcast I recorded on August 12, 2006, and I just have been too busy to get around to finishing and posting. So keep that in mind. You're going to hear some references to future dates that have passed and numbers that have grown and all kinds of other things, including excuses that no longer apply. So uh, enjoy this uh, previously recorded podcast, and I'll get back to new episodes probably after October, because then it'll be snowing in Iowa, and I'll have nothing better to do. Thanks. Uh, Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, I played the audio from Disneyland's daily rededication ceremony that's held in front of the train station on Main Street. Um, it was about uh, two months ago, and as you can tell, I'm still pretty busy with other projects right now, including the upcoming Des Moines Renaissance Fair right here in Iowa. It's the first permanent Renaissance theme park built in the Midwest um, in about, uh, well, a little over 25 years, and I've been documenting the final months of construction with a video podcast. If anyone out there is interested in Renaissance festivals, you can drop by festivalparkiowa.com and uh, follow the links to the festival website, then you can check out the video podcast. There, You can also just go over to youtube.com and do a search for Des Moines Renaissance Fair and you can find the videos um, posted on that website. But I digress. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about podcasting milestones. I was surprised to discover I've actually surpassed my 100th podcast. Now that's the equivalent of two years of podcasting a weekly show, or or five months for a weekday daily show, or, or just over three months for an actual daily show that actually does a show every day. Now, for a show like WDW Today, which posts three shows per week, that's about eight and a half months' worth of shows. But I digress again. My point is there's a, lots, uh, a lot of ways to look at podcasting milestones. Someone who puts out a daily show for just a few months will do more shows than someone doing a regular weekly show would do in a year, but you know, whether it takes you a few months or a few years to make it to a hundred shows, I guess that's still a lot of podcasts. Now, mainstream podcasting is still pretty new. Here in the Dizcasting community, we've only recently gotten to the one-year mark for some of the uh, early Dizcasts that are still going. So I'd like to send a big congratulations to Inside the Magic and Window to the Magic for making that milestone. It's hard to believe my podcasting one-year anniversary itself is going to be popping up in about another month. Um, it's even harder to believe that just a little over a year ago, I'd never even listened to a podcast, let alone had any thoughts that one day I might do one. Or six. So if you're wondering how I got to 100 shows, it wasn't just with this one, of course. It includes 41 episodes of the Park Hopping Podcast, um, 17 for the Kingdom Herald Test Podcast, 14 of my Pirate Comedy Show Downloadable Audio File Show, 10 for my Renaissance Festival Ren Cast, 3 for the Toyota Prius Cast, for the new Disgruntled Disney Dweeb podcast and 24 video podcasts for the Des Moines Renaissance Fair. That's about 114 shows, not counting the seven 3D videos I've posted, but I don't count those videos since they're just video clips and I'm not doing anything extra to them like Brian at the Bringing Disneyland Home video podcast does or Bob and Lou over at Beyond Main Street um, video podcast do. So once I actually do some real work, then I can make that number be inflated even a little more artificially. So anyway, that's the deal. I was just surprised when someone pointed out I had passed 100 shows. Now, if I could just get them all on some kind of regular schedule, that might mean something. For what it's worth, the most recent episode of this podcast has uh, had 2,298 downloads as of this recording. Now, that doesn't mean I have that many listeners. I still think there's only about a Couple of dozen of them out there. I personally subscribe to every Disney related podcast that I know of, but I, I don't listen to them all. I can't. And a lot of them I, I just, you know, I, I'm really not interested in pen trading. Uh, I actually find myself subscribed to dozens of other podcasts that I rarely, if ever, you know, get to listen to. I just like to have them there in case I find a few extra days of idle time. Get stuck on a plane trying to go through security or something. Unlike visiting a website or something, downloading podcasts is usually automated, so every download doesn't mean the file actually gets listened to. With a website, at least if you see the counter go up, you you know there's a pretty good idea that somewhere on the other side someone clicked on a link or a bookmark and ended up on the page. Now, maybe one day we're actually going to have some kind of way to get an idea of how many people really listen to these things. But until then, I guess as long as you send me an email now and then, I'll know at least there's one of you out there. And uh, I'll keep doing it. Now uh, speaking of people listening, Saint Chris in New Jersey. Now he's he's one of those uh, poor unfortunate souls that wrote me once because I was the first podcast he decided to listen to and there's been several folks that have done that and I guess you got to start somewhere. My very first podcast was uh one of the Disney Insider ones or something um followed by like Apple's Podfinder or something. Then I thought, "Oh, Disney." But yeah. But anyway, I'm digressing again. Anyway, Chris, uh, St. Chris in New Jersey, wondered why I hadn't mentioned my newest show, The Disgruntled Disney Dweeb Podcast, which has been going on for a couple of months now. Well, consider it mentioned, so here's a promo. Hi, my name's Alan, and I love Disney. Well, obviously, or I wouldn't be wasting my breath recording these podcasts. And I bet you love Disney, too. Well, obviously, or you wouldn't be wasting your time listening to these podcasts. But you know, no matter how much you may love something, isn't there always something that just bugs you about it? Whether it be an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend that you completely loved, once but broke up with anyway because of some little detail that just drove you freaking nuts welcome to the disgruntled disney dweeb podcast if you're looking for a feel-good kiss-up disney fan podcast this is not the place to be in fact it might just tick you off but if you love disney like i do but still find some things about the company the movies or the theme parks that maybe you just don't love quite as much this is the podcast for you Join me for a series of short episodes providing a place for you and me to rant about the things Disney does that we really wish they wouldn't do. Whether it be the high price of a box of popcorn or ticket into Disneyland, or the fact that every other movie the company releases is some good guys always win sports flick, or even commentary on how the company seemed to have killed off traditional animation, even when it was traditional animation that caused the company to exist in the first place. Well, whatever your beef with the mouse, this is the place you can drop it on the grill and let off a little steam. Pick a topic and let me know what you think, and you'll be part of the show. You can get started by calling 206-3090-227. That's 206-3090-227, and let me know what's bugging you about the happiest place on Earth. And hey, if you want to email in a comment, you can do that too. Just drop by anothercrappypodcast.com today, and let's get this show on the road. This is the Disgruntled Disney Dweeb Podcast, your place to vent. Enjoy! Let us know what you think. Call 206-3090-227. That's 206-3090-227. Okay, well, now that St. Chris is happy, I guess I can get on with the show. Um, I'm going to address some of the long outstanding emails I've received over the past, um, I don't know, almost year. I consider it rude to ignore emails, so I tend to reply to everything I'm sent, unless it's some kind of ad for a mortgage, fake Rolex watch, or erectile dysfunctional medication. Um, so these folks have already had direct replies, but here's a few of them I'd like to take a moment to comment on. I pretty much never remember to read or even acknowledge these emails in a podcast, but since I don't have a real show today, I thought it would make for a good filler episode. And yes, it is kind of an ego-boosting one, too, since people generally only take time to write in if they really dig what you're doing. If they don't care, they don't care, they don't listen, they go away. Or if you make a mistake, then they'll write in. I generally try to cover the mistake emails as soon as I get them, but I digress. James writes, I'm a big fan of your podcast and website. I love the idea of 3D video. I liked it so much I think I want to try it. I was hoping you could tell me how you got those 3D clips. Did you get a special camera or did you convert the video with the software? Um, James is talking about the 3D video podcast I put out, and the way it works is I use a standard um, camcorder. It's an, Actually, it's an, it was an old 1999 model Sony Digital 8, with the uh, big size lens and stuff, these little new pocket cameras won't work. They're too small. And there's an add on called a New View, N U V I E W, which is a big uh, device that clamps onto the front of the camera and it splits the images left and right into the scan lines and turns it into what they call filled sequential 3D. Um, it's a cool 3D, but it only works on old style TVs. It won't work on LCDs or plasma. So I take that and then I convert it to the old red blue. Um, like the old 1950s 3D movies, using some software, and, and that's how I do it. But the the trick is the new view gadget. It, it doesn't work real good, but it is a fun toy. And there's a, a number of Disney security people that recognize me every time I go out to Disneyland because of that lens, uh, mate. M-A-I-T-E, from Free Play Music, wrote, Please note, yes, a license must be secured for podcast use of the title Shopping Spree as per our terms of use. Our standard rate is $25 per music title per three minutes of use for one year. I've attached your license for podcast use. Please print the license sign and kindly fax it. Oh, yes, this is when I played 15 seconds of licensed music on my podcast and um, had to pay a $25 licensing fee. Uh, Interesting thing here, anytime we as podcasters play any licensed copyright music that we do not have permission to play, we are breaking the law, we are violating copyright, and um, that's why Podsafe Music and GarageBand.com, websites like that exist where unsigned artists will put music up, or a label will put music up, specifically to let people play them on podcasts for promotional use. Um, But if I wanted to go out and play like a U2 song, that would be illegal. I'm sure you've heard about people getting uh, in trouble for downloading mp3s from the internet, and a lot of times you don't have to be the one posting the song, but if you do, you can get in trouble. If you just download a file that contains the song, you can get in trouble. There's been grandmothers and kids that have been sued by the recording industry of America, so uh, it's for that reason that I try not to place any copyrighted music in this podcast. I don't play source tracks. I don't lift tracks from CDs. But every time I do a live tour, there is copyright material in the background of that. Um, and that's technically illegal. So uh, for Disney Legal out there, we appreciate you letting us podcasters get away with it. Um, David wrote, Hello, Alan. First of all, I wanted to let you know that I enjoy the Park Hopping Podcast. I knew there was somebody out there. I love the fact that you have captured a lot of stuff that is now gone and thought, for instance, that your yearly comparison of the Haunted Mansion holiday attraction was really interesting. Also, you do a nice job setting everything up. Many podcasters are not especially articulate, so nice job. Thanks for saying I'm articulate, David. Actually, the comparisons are a lot of fun and um, I would really like to get back into the swing of things and do more side-by-side comparisons and talk about how things change over the years. So maybe once I get done with Renaissance Festival season, I can get back to doing that, because I I think I have the most fun with that. Uh, Werner writes, I listened to a couple of your Disney podcasts tonight, as well as the Pirate Comedy Show, but I couldn't find that one on iTunes. It's there now! I like your lively style. I've subscribed to the park hopping and plan to listen to more. Well, see, this is Werner Weiss of Yesterland.com that I've uh, talked to off and on over the years. He uses a couple of my pictures on his website, Yesterland.com. And um, I'm hoping to uh, be doing some stuff with him in the future, maybe get an interview or something like that. So we'll see how that works out. I just thought I'd drop a name there for the sake of ego. Uh, Steve in Southern California wrote, You'll have to change the name of your podcast production house. The test sounds great. And uh, gave the latest one a bit of zing. This was in response to when I launched the Kingdom Herald test podcast with all the flashy, overproduced sound effects and stingers and, and vocal effects. And I was really hoping that somebody would take the ball and run with that and produce a daily, or at least whenever there's news, short podcast. You know, I I love keeping track with the news, but I don't like to sit through a one-hour podcast just to hear a five-minute news segment. Um, There's been a number of people, and by a number I mean three, that have said, yes, I'm going to do one, I'm interested in doing this concept. Uh, One person wrote me, even said they had the domain and had everything set up. It sounded great. Still waiting on those podcasts. So uh, the Kingdom Herald is still out there, the old episodes. For examples, you don't have to do it all overproduced and in your face like, like I was. I was just playing with GarageBand, but I'd still like to see that. And while I'm on this subject podcasting gives us a lot of capabilities we don't have in any other form of media. It's a lot like a TiVo. You come in, you turn it on, and you've got the episode there. You play it, you pause it, you can skip episodes, you can skip portions of an episode. It's it's on your own terms. So when I hear podcasts that are basically live shows, they leave their mistakes in and do things like that, It it's kind of like, listening to radio and and you know why not use the technology now going a step further since podcasting lets us subscribe to the things we want unlike turning on the radio where your only option is flipping a channel but you have no control of the content why aren't we seeing more podcasters split up their content for instance if you've got a one-hour show and you've got some news and you've got some features, and you've got some movie reviews. What I'd like to see is is somebody to take these long, long shows, because I just have a hard time, you know, a, a couple of these long shows in a day, and that's half of a work day dedicated just trying to listen to a podcast. So why not split all those up into individual files, and uh, just like the uh, newsreaders let you do, you go out and pick the sites you want to see the headlines from, you open up one page, and you've got a summary of everything that's there, and you choose if you want to go and hear more. I'd like to be able to go to some podcast and subscribe to the movie reviews, the Disneyland news, the Walt Disney World news, and then I would leave off the pin trading and you know, the stitch update or whatever, things that I didn't care about, and then I'd get them th- get them as individual episodes, and I could you know actually customize exactly what I wanted to hear. That's a, te- a technology we all have with podcasting, and so far we don't have anybody in the Disney community that's doing that, but you can find some other... Uh, podcast sites uh, that that really have their act together that are starting to play with things like this. So I'm hoping we'll see that. I actually have some things that were in development a few months ago before the server crash and I got sidetracked, which we're going to try to do that with um, My Kingdom Herald because it was divided into sections, Disneyland, Disney World, and Disney Company News. And why sit through even a five-minute podcast if you could care less about Disneyland news and you only wanted, you know, Disney World or Disney Company News? So... There we go. Um, Todd wrote, Dear Alan, my name is Todd, and I really like both the Park Hopping Podcast and Park Hopping 3D Video Podcast. But enough about that. Let's get down to business. In two of your audio podcasts, you talked about Snow White's Scary Adventure, both with and without commentary. Perhaps you could do some video podcasts of that ride, both at Disneyland and Walt Disney World, in the same way you did the audio podcasts, with and without commentary. Now Todd brings up an interesting idea. It's kind of strange to narrate video because you can see what's going on. But you know how it's it's cool when you ride with somebody who really knows a ride and uh you know they'll point things out while you're on the ride or they'll mention things to you. Uh, kind of like pop-up video, you'd watch the music videos and they would show you trivia about the filming of the video or the the performer. I think something like that might be fun to do, where as you ride through Snow White or the Haunted Mansion, there could be an uh, kind of like a director's commentary talking about interesting things on the ride. Something you couldn't really get a lot out of when you hear an audio podcast except for somebody describing something. So it's an interesting idea and something that I would certainly uh be willing to undertake once I get back in the swing of things. Andrew wrote, Hello, I've been listening to the Park Hopping Podcast ever since the second show. I wonder if you ever heard the first one. And I'd just like to tell you that your podcast certainly isn't crappy. I like emails like that. And occasionally I get them, so thank you very much, Andrew. Tony in New Jersey wrote, I love the podcast and I love the website. Your podcasts are quite interesting and entertaining. Being a huge Disney fan, it is great to see what the California park looks like. I'm from New Jersey and don't get to the West for fun. Typically it's for work. I enjoy seeing the California park through your lens. They look the same but are different. Well, that's true, Tony. Um, you know, they're both magic kingdoms, but the subtleties are there and, you know, they're really, really different when you start pulling back the layers. And time and time again, I never went out to Disneyland. I was just a Disney World guy. You know, it's like, well, there's a bigger one in Florida and uh now I'm really hooked on Disneyland because there's so many different things. I'm I'm still wanting to get back to Walt Disney World, but um it's really easy to make that switch. And as far as being out there for work, uh, two words, annual pass. If you get out to uh California, Southern California for work trips where you're going to be out there more than a few days, and if you're going to do that more than a few times in the year, buy an annual pass and when you get done with your day at five or six or seven, zoom down to the park and spend an hour or two. You can get enough evenings like that in with a with a cheap um, annual pass, you know, not the deluxe one depending on when you travel. It's a... Uh, It's a lot of fun. That's how I got started and that's why I have this website and podcast these days because I was making work trips and started going to these Disney parks and other parks all the time. Uh, Jeff Lang, who writes for jimhillmedia.com, wrote to say, Hey there, I just checked out your podcast and I really enjoyed it. We have a similar way of thinking about all things Disney. I've been uh, photographing the Disney parks all my life. I have a photo archive of well over 30,000 print photos from the Walt Disney World and Disneyland parks starting back as far as 1972. I've been videotaping the parks since 1990 and have hundreds of hours of footage. Now, Jeff goes way further than I do. The earliest video I have is from 1982, back when video recording equipment was very rare. Uh, This started a conversation I had with um, Jeff about his DVDs he puts out. And um, like the Jeff Lang remembers uh, Fantasyland rides and Main Street Electrical Parade in New York, some things like that. And they're really, really cool. And he puts in photos along with his his video and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I've got 30,000 pictures, but, you know, the, uh, maybe 60% is Disneyland and 20% is Walt Disney World and the rest are these other theme parks. But imagine, you know, just having all your photo albums from Disney in the 70s. know, I mean, I went there with a film camera that could take something like 12 pictures. So I took 12 pictures my entire trip in nineteen. Ooh, when was that? Anyway, so it was before Epcot opened. So I kind of I kind of miss not buying more film and, and having all those pictures these days. So uh, Jeff's certainly got a lot of stuff to check out. Go over to jimhillmedia.com, and I think you can find a link to Jeff's website there where he's got his DVDs up. If not, I'm pretty sure Paul's, windowtothemagic.com website has his discs for sale over there, too, as well as tons of others. And thank goodness somebody's documenting this stuff, because a lot of us sure weren't. Um, Kim wrote, I've recently found the magical world of the podcast, and I'm downloading them like crazy. This was some time ago. I'm sure Kim is far hooked and addicted by now. After seeing an advertisement for the Walt Disney World podcast on their website, I decided to do a search for other Disney podcasts. That's when I happened upon yours. I'm really sorry, Kim, I didn't mean it. I couldn't be happier. Everything you talk about is of interest to me, and I love all the obscure facts that you know. I was hoping you would say more about the Tower of Terror. I've rarely heard you mention it, and I think a comparison of the two, California Adventure and MGM, would be pretty cool. Also, I was hoping you could give me more information about the soundtrack you have with the longest version of the Light Parade. I'd really like to get my hands on a copy of that song. Anyway, thanks for your podcast. I find it truly fascinating. Keep up the good work. Now, this email was from many months ago. And, and Kim, if you don't subscribe to Window to the Magic, you can go back and, and, and sign up over there, windowtothemagic.com. They've had an extensive set of episodes documenting the Main Street Electrical Parade. Um, so there's a lot of things over there. I may have actually—actually, actually now that I think about it, I might have been inadvertently responsible for them having to start all that. But the one that I have was a CD that was sold. Um, it's the Fantasmic CD from Disneyland. The time At the time I ordered it, I just called up the Disneyland Hotel gift shop, and they sent it to me here in Iowa so I didn't have to, you know— pay some shopping service that marks up the prices. Um, I bought it strictly to get the Main Street Electrical Parade song. I didn't even know what Phantasmic was, wasn't interested in it, just wanted that Light Parade. And it was like a 14 or 15 minute version, um, and it included some of the music from scenes that were never replicated at Walt Disney World. and And, and that, as far as I know, is still the longest version. It doesn't have everything. Uh, The old uh, LP album I had had a different ending, had the original Mickey Mouse March ending, and then all the subsequent ones, after they changed the ending parade floats for the the, um, patriotic 1976 season, um, it's now a different ending, the patriotic ending. So... I think Window to the Magic has done about as much research as we're ever going to see trying to tie in all the different versions of Main Street Electrical Parade. So if you missed that one, go check it out. It's it's worth hearing time and time again if you love the Main Street Electrical Parade. Um, let's see here. As far as Tower of Terror, you know, that's one of the rides where they ask there to be no videotaping on, so I've never tried to videotape. My dad has... But anytime they say don't tape or whatever, I just don't do it. And without audio to go with it, um, I don't know if my memory would would be enough. But I could certainly talk about um, the differences and such because I was out for uh, Tower of Terror opening year in Florida, Tower of Terror opening year in California. I've ridden them both dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of times. And I like them both for different reasons. So I wouldn't mind doing that. There's... Uh, certainly plenty to talk about, the Tower of Terror. Um, Matt in Utah wrote, I would love to hear a show segment on Cranium Command from the Wonders of Life Pavilion at Epcot. My family and I have very fond memories of this attraction and only had the opportunity to see it twice. I'd love to hear more about it and show audio. Well, Matt, again, this is one of those situations. When I went to Disney World with my digital camera for the first time, my, my video camera, there are a lot of places where they were still saying no videotaping, no recording, and so I have a bunch of pre-shows. Like, I have the beginning of certain rides until they come on and say, we ask that there be no videotaping, and then I turn my camera off. Cranium Command was one of those. I have part of the pre-show cartoon, and then when I went inside, they said, you know, no videotaping. I have the beginning of um, Alien Encounter, and a cast member walks over and asks me to uh, to turn off the camera, says there's no videotaping. I have the beginning of Ellen's Energy Adventure until they say no videotaping. So... Um, I generally try to play by the rules because the last thing I want to do is, well, I don't know, I just have a problem with breaking the rules at some place I, uh, I really, really like. It'd be like somebody who hates Microsoft, you know, not minding pirating Microsoft software, but they would never do it for a company they like, you know, anyway, not to pick on Microsoft. Ethan in Virginia wrote in ages ago to tell me about 3D glasses appearing on boxes of Honey Nut Cheerios that I mentioned. Um... I only bring that up now is because I actually have some recent email communication, and I, I was going back through my my saved email, and I realized, oh my gosh, this is the person that told me about those 3D glasses, like, last year. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Todd in Louisiana wrote, Just wanted to say I really enjoy listening to your podcast. In an upcoming podcast, could you talk or elaborate on the rise and fall of the Tomorrowland Skyway at the Walt Disney World uh, Magic Kingdom? Well, this is interesting, Todd, because... That was a, you know, it was a different version of the Skyway because it actually turned in the middle, went down to the little central place where it, the, the the buggies, the Skycars made a little turn there. And um, it was more elaborate. It's the only one I've ever been on that did that out of maybe eight or nine cable cars at theme parks that were the same type of system. And I made it to the park the week they closed it down. I just happened to be going to Orlando And they had all the cars still lined up on the cables and everything like that. And they had trash cans in front of the entrance. And I was really hoping I was going to get to ride it one last time because I had my video camera there for the first time. And um, that was it. That was the last time it was ever opened. And, again, next time you're there, take an extra picture, shoot some extra video because who knew? I mean, the previous time, I hadn't ridden it because, I, you know, it's always going to be there, right? So, yeah, it would be fun to talk about that, too. That would require some research because, you know, I never use those for uh, transportation because it's really always faster just to walk than it is to wait in a line and ride across, you know, the park. But I used to use it for spying, basically. Walking around Fantasyland one time, there was some construction walls up. I wondered what they were, so I rode the the Skyway and took some pictures. Saw that they were working on the pavement, things like that, so it was a neat thing. Uh, we'll see. Next, Danny wrote, Just wanted to send a quick note to say I found your podcast recently, and I love them. Sorry to see you had some problems with your server, and I really hope that you'll be continuing your park hopping podcast in the near future. Your podcast is, in my opinion, the highest quality, most enjoyable Disney theme park podcast out there. Now, this was back when Danny had only subscribed to, like, mine. Since then, he's discovered Window to the Magic and others, so... Uh, He says, you do a fantastic job. I love your humor. I've never visited the Florida parks, but I hope to someday. I've been a Disneyland bum for a very long time. I really like your comparisons of the two parks, so here's hoping that you have more podcasts coming our way soon. Good luck to you. Now, the server crashed back in... May... Something like that. So uh, these were some of the emails. I got a lot of emails of people saying, Hey, are you ever going to bring the show back? And even a few people that were basically saying, Hey, the feed went away. What's up? So uh, thanks for that, Danny. I do appreciate you writing in. Thomas in in Iowa wrote, As a fellow Central Iowan and Disney nut, I just wanted to drop you a note and say, Hang in there. I enjoy your cast quite a bit. And I hope the things get back on track soon. If you ever need a hand or another voice or something, drop me a line. I see you live in Clive, and I'm over in West Des Moines. No, I'm not a stalker, just a Disney geek. Now, I'd forgot all about this email from Thomas, that I have somebody, you know, probably five miles away that listens to this show, especially since it was somebody volunteering to help out. So, Thomas, if you're still listening, uh, I have to drop you an email. We should uh, talk. I, I, I'm you're, You'd be the only other podcaster I know in uh, in Iowa, other than the guys that do the Des Moines cast and, uh, TroyRudder.com, who is the, uh, who just got him a free iPod because he whined on his podcast or something. So, but I digress. Uh, almost done here. Eli wrote, Alan, what's up, man? Just wanted to say I have every show and I'm anxiously waiting for a new show. Out of all the podcasts, yours has become my favorite because of the way you deliver each episode. I introduced my dad to the world of your brilliantly crappy podcasts and have to say I have them hooked. He has a sports blog called Sports Frappe. Check it out if you're a sports fan. And I have to say that on one of his posts I caught him saying I digress. Needless to say I let him hear about that last uh, I let him hear about it later that night. Anyway, just wanted to say thanks and ask any carousel of progress stuff coming up. I'd actually like to do one on uh, um Carousel of Progress because that was one of the things I remembered so strongly about early visits to Walt Disney World, seeing the transplanted original one from the uh, 1964 World's Fair, then later Disneyland, and also America Sings that followed it at Disneyland. Now I don't have audio; you know, I may have audio from Disney World unless they said no taping, um, but certainly I, you know, I didn't have video back when America Sings or anything like that was around. So I, I kind of am hesitant to do a show when I don't have any of my own content to do because I really don't think a lot of people want to hear me babbling. In fact, uh, the Nielsen ratings on this episode have, have gone way down since I started reading Mel. So I'll just read one more. John wrote, Still really digging your Disney podcast. I was looking for a simple PayPal link or something to donate. All the best. Ramble on. Now, I, I told John that, you know, I don't have a PayPal link, and I, I don't ask for donations, and I don't take them because I'm not doing this to make money. People will do things like podcasting basically for three reasons. They do it for ego, they do it for money, or they do it because it's fun or some combination. It's hard not to have an ego doing a podcast because even a little show like mine that that really only has probably a few dozen dedicated listeners uh, will get occasional emails that, you know, oh, you're my favorite podcast. We all get that because everybody's different. I mean, look at the music charts. The number one song is probably something you cannot stand, but there's a lot of people that love it. So I don't accept donations because I I don't really want to make money on this, and it doesn't cost me anything to do this show. You know, I may have bought a mic I wouldn't have bought otherwise. I would have just used the microphones and things I already had or just used a little cheap one. You know, I already had all this stuff. And as far as putting it up, it's way easier to do than a website. You know, you click record and move some things around, but I think... Moving around, uh, you know, 30 or 40 tracks in an audio program is a lot easier than handling hundreds or thousands of photos and generating galleries on my website. So if anybody out there really wants to send me money, yeah, send me an email. We'll we'll talk about it, but I, I don't actively uh, do donations or anything, but you know, we could work something out. I could send you some of my home movie DVDs or something. So these are just some of the emails I've received since I posted my first podcast back in, I don't know, September 2005. Now, if you'd like to contribute your own comments, uh, send me an email, or better yet, give me a call at 206-2030-227. You know, just do that sometime, and leave me a voicemail. You could be the very first person ever to call me on that podcast line. I've never had anybody call me. So there you go. Meanwhile, the disgruntled Disney Dweeb podcast starts up, gets like 1,500 downloads, and has had, you know, three or four calls immediately. So that's kind of nice. Again, though, it's it's touching a hot spot. It's 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 pushing buttons with things that people want to vent about. Uh, what is there to say about some guy in Iowa rambling about the Haunted Mansion? It's like, yeah, that's cool. So anyway, speaking of the Haunted Mansion, Disneyland, Disney World, the next time you're there take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com where you can browse over 30,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks here. And if you do want to drop me a note, my email address is podcast at disneyfans.com. I think that's working. If not, you can go to anothercrappypodcast.com and there should be a link there. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 40, 100th podcast. Sorry for the deceiving title, folks. Thanks for listening, and I'll try to get this show back uh, to some kind of schedule, oh, probably after the Des Moines Renaissance Fair is up in September. See ya! Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting... Mm -hmm. podcasts. Mm. This podcast is a member of the Disney Podcast Network, along with Beyond Main Street Video Podcasts, with your hosts, Lou and Bob. The place to see all things Disney at beyondmainstreet.com. Bringing Disneyland Home, a video podcast for all Disneyland fans, can be found at oakfan.com. MiceCast. Opinionated. Provocative. PG-13. Disney Podcast. At www.micecast.com. The Park Hopping Podcast, audio ride-throughs and babbling, lots of babbling, at anothercrappypodcast.com. Zippity-doo pod, an interactive discussion of the ins and outs of Disney fandom. You can find us on iTunes or on the web at aaronspod.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-S-P-O-D.com.